0: hello hi welcome to truly fabulously monstrous
1: a podcast about true crime and cryptids
0: i am half of your host hattie james
1: i am your other half of your host a public radio ace what's happening we're doing like npr (laughs) voices
0: (laughs) uh (coughs) now i'm dying
1: i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm (laughs) sorry That's the same like pitch and voice that I used to use when we were in college. And I was doing like the one and only classical show on our college radio station. And I'm like, I need to make my voice sound like all the voices on the classical radio station. Delilah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what is happening? I'm like, this is my NPR voice.
0: <laughs> oh, I was thinking Delilah. Um, the reason <laughs> I started that is because I have to edit. Our episodes and when I hear my obnoxious hello just started off with no like like dead silence followed by hello it's I'm just like I wanted to try something different see if I could do something a little less oh my god in your face (laughs)
1: and and I ruined it I'm
0: sorry it's okay I'll I'll learn to never try new things again (laughs) at least not without warning you
1: Oh. So how's it going how's
0: how's things uh things are things they sure are they sure are you know the personal stuff going in i'm not going to mention um, yeah. On the podcast. yeah that's that's
1: that, that we can save that for the group chat
0: <laughs> yeah um i love the fact that my my therapist was i thought my th- therapist would like validate me and then said my therapist shamed me in a good well, way. Well, no, but go with your therapist shame. because that, like, look.
1: I when I look back on like the the validation that we in the group chat were all giving you, I now realize I'm like, yeah, we were all coming at it from a completely different angle of like logic, logic and reason. And why wouldn't you? Yes, read all of this, and of course it makes sense. But I'm like, no, that's not how it's going to come across. And your th- your therapist is 100 percent right. We were that was not the correct things we should have been telling you (laughs) yeah
0: but then that's like i had a feeling my my therapist would have issues which is why i kept saying i'm gonna wait until i talk to my therapist i'm gonna wait till i talk to the guy (laughs) and we're like do it do it do it do it do it (laughs) and then i talked to my therapist and my therapist is like here are all the things that are wrong Here with Here are this. all the things wrong with what you just said. <laughs> but he's very nice about it. Anytime he I tell him. He sounds something- like
1: he's, a, he's very helpful and good at what, he, good at thera- therapisting.
0: Yes, that's why I've let him be my therapist for two years now. <laughs> um, but it's like, what, what will happen is I will come to him with a problem and I will explain like, my thought on the problem and like what I think the solution needs to be. And he will approach it uh by first telling me that he's very proud of how I've handled the situation so far. And then like a light, very gentle critique of anything that I need to do differently. And then if I am stuck steadfast like staying the course, then it's kind of more of a like what uh he was was like okay you have a big heart and you are full of anxiety and you need to realize very
1: direct (laughs) yeah
0: yeah and you need to realize flaps
1: the roof of you oh
0: there's there's
1: so much anxiety in there
0: Oh yeah. And and then he, he'll, he goes on about past things we've talked about and linking them directly to this, like a really good therapist does that thing you don't like. Like when you're like, oh, I, you know, I'm feeling this way. And he like ties it back to some childhood trauma that you casually mentioned, like
1: Like, 10 sessions ago.
0: Yeah. He's great. He's good at what he do. He good at what he do. So good at what he do. How have you been? I've been good. I,
1: it's been one of those weeks where um, I realize because okay, I, I've already talked about all my cat's weird teeth problems, but like her procedure, I thought it was going to cost more than it did. So I had like moved some money around so that like now that all of a sudden uh, after like after i paid for that and then after i paid like my car loan for the month and my credit card payment for the month i was like i have this chunk of extra money and like that i had that like that little logical part in my brain that was like you should take that money and put it back in the savings account that you took it from
0: yeah put it
1: back put it back in savings and then there's the evil goblin <laughs> part of my brain that's like <laughs> buy shiny things
0: no, I, was like, I should put
1: it back in savings. Buy another frog lamp. You didn't. So guess what I did? You bought another frog lamp instead of what? Another it frog park. lamp. I also bought. Oh, I don't know if it is it. I don't know if she listens to the podcast. I bought a a, a birthday gift for our mutual friend. Oh, okay. Whose, uh, birthday is, is coming up in the fall, so um, I don't
0: think from this- I, I, I don't know if she listens. I would I wouldn't mention it just in case, but I honestly think none of our friends listen. <laughs> I follow the analytics. You've given
1: them ample opportunity.
0: <laughs> I follow the analytics. I see how few in far between our listenership is and there are some episodes where it's like i can see the number and it, you can count it on like less than two hands You're and i like, go okay well, that
1: listen was me
0: and this was husband and this was, was, <laughs> <laughs> and this, yeah. was this was ha- ace's co-worker and this one was ace and i know i also had to listen on another device to make sure it was working so that's one of them and now there's three more and i doubt that those three listens are our five mutual friends sister listens too
1: she she was before like before we took our hiatus and then i told her we were recording again so i'm pretty sure she's listening again yeah that reminds middle- me, I do have a note on my phone that says, the next time you see Hattie, you owe her money for Mother's Day. <laughs> so I still yeah, owe because you money you for sent-
0: that. Yeah, because you sent me a check, but I don't cash checks.
1: Well, so I just- sent you a check because I don't use Venmo and you don't use PayPal. And I refuse to get another money sharing app because I already have the one. And I, so I'm like, I'm going to send you a check. Like, a, You could do mobile deposit with checks. Like, You can use your phone to go like, click, click, money
0: you see i could i'm a very old bird stuck in her very old ways i also don't know how to do that i'm just saying it's yeah. possible
1: you can i can technically do it with mine too but i also then go I te- no and i take my check to the atm and i do an atm deposit that's the extent of my
0: <sighs> i technically have a bank in louisiana at a credit union, like I have an mm-hmm. account at a credit union in Louisiana, because my options, when I started at my assistantship, they sent me my first check. They said direct deposit wasn't going to take effect for the first two months. So my first two months of stipend were a check and my options were mobile deposit, mail the check to my dad and have my dad cash it or open a Totally new bank account in a totally new area so that I could put the money in and immediately withdraw it and close the account. And I did, but they said your, my account's not closing. It's suspended, like willingly voluntarily suspended until I decide to put money back in. I don't know my account number. Now that I've married and changed my name and like everything, like there's no way to prove it was me. So I just have a, like a frozen account somewhere in Louisiana. Oh,
1: you don't cash checks. But you also don't mobile deposit. No. There's so, very few other options.
0: <laughs> yeah. When um, um, The money that... I also don't deposit money in the bank. So the money our, our friend gave me and was like, here, I know you don't cash checks, so here's some cash. Here's $40 cash. cash. <laughs> um, I found it the other day, and I was like, oh, good. We are so financially hurt, and we're hungry and have no food in the house here husband take this money and go to the store and get us food and he's like where did you just pull this cash from where did this $40, you just pulled it out of a book on OCD what <laughs> all right so on that note should we start
1: yes yes we I'm drinking coffee at night what am I doing anyway yes let's do that
0: okay so, as we've discussed, and now this is probably a good time to discuss to the uh, the listeners, since we went on our two-year hiatus at a nice, clean 12 plus a bonus, uh, we had decided that we were going to now do seasons, and because I do the editing, <laughs> and I do need a little bit of a break, and we are coming up to the 11th and 12th episode the week that this is being uploaded, I think this is a good place to take a little tiny hiatus. Give, give Hattie an editing break. Yeah. Little, little hiatus. Not,
1: not a two year one again. Not a two year like one. Little, baby hiatus.
0: I always think uh, <laughs> yes, as a treat, we get a little hiatus as a treat. So this is the last cryptid of season two. Wee, wee. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm gonna take you a bit more locally to my neck of the woods. So again, I'm back in Vermont, but it's not uh, six pages local of bummer.
1: Get local work. <laughs> yes,
0: it's not six pages of bummer town. It is two pages of weird. I'm just saying
1: the cryptids are never the issue with long pages of notes. Like <laughs>
0: that's. This is two pages of weird. I probably could have gone deeper, but I didn't realize how weird this was. And then I was like, I I think I'm good. So just like you painted a picture for us last week and told me to close my eyes and imagine, I'm going to do the same. So Ace, I want you to close your eyes. Listeners, I want you to close your eyes. It's 1971. You are a farmer in Northfield, Vermont. Northfield, Vermont, which is located in Washington County is a small town that rests within a valley of the Green Mountains. So to picture the landscape, it's a valley land with a river running through it, the Cannon River, and it's filled with farms and woods. It's 1971. <laughs> so this is a town that was chartered in 1781, uh, incorporated in 1855. It stole its name from Massachusetts. So these, this is the kind of vibe we're going for with, with Northfield, Vermont.
1: Okay, okay, so I'm just saying, again, it's not just Ohio that's name-stealing.
0: You know, Vermont is its own beautiful creature, and she will not be sullied by being compared to Ohio. No offense Ohio to anyone who's from Ohio. Beautiful.
1: I found a TikTok account the other day that... If they hadn't told me when I clicked on it that they were in Ohio, I would have thought it was in Vermont. It's a beautiful woodland cottage that she's restoring. It's beautiful and it's verdant, green, lush forests in Ohio. Ohio is pretty. It's just there's large gaps between like, you know, where the people are.
0: Okay. So this is a 43.6 square mile town. With 43.5 of that being land, 12 of it be, 0. 0.11, 0. 0.12 of it being river. It's a small town. There's only 6,000 people in it. Little. <laughs> Little. <laughs> it's located in the dead center of the state. The geographical placard that says this is the geographical center of Vermont is in Northfield. Okay. But right. so... Okay, quick side. Fun fact about Northfield, the oldest private military university uh, is in Northfield. It's called Norwich University. Yes. And I always got confused because I thought Norwich was in Norwich, Vermont. And then I found out it used to be in Norwich, Vermont. And then they moved it to Northfield and they kept the name. And I'm like, you know what? This makes no sense now. You make no sense. But whatever. I never understood the reasoning. But anyways, so... Now back, back back to things. So close your eyes. You're you're in Northfield. It's 1971. Another thing to know about Northfield is that Cannon River. There was a beautiful waterfall in a little unincorporated village called Northfield Falls, and the wooded area that goes to the bank of the river that's full of caves and is nice and secluded called the Devil's Washbowl. So, anyway, you're a farmer in Northfield, Vermont. It's 1971 you go to sleep knowing you have to wake up early and tend to your farm, but you are awoken in the middle of the night to a strange noise outside. Now, you being a farmer are accustomed to strange noises at night. So you go to the door, grab your critter scaring device of choice, and you turn the light on expecting to see a raccoon, a squirrel, or even a deer getting into your garbage that you wave said device around going, go and get, go and get, go. Back into the woods with you. Get. Gone. But instead, you lock eyes with a man-sized creature standing on its hind legs, covered in white hair with the facial features of a pig rummaging through your trash.
1: So not a Chupacabra.
0: And before your brain can finish buffering and comprehending what you're seeing, before the thought of "That's, that's not a raccoon can finish crossing your mind, The creature darts off on its hind legs into the woods. (laughs) Tallest possum I ever did saw. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you, my good friend, were just the first person to officially see the pig man of Northfield, Vermont. So a few days later, a group of teens were loitering outside the Northfield High School on the night of a school dance. And they were doing what all kids who sneak out of a dance in Northfield in 1971 do. They went to a sand pit that was located in between the school and the woods. Because another thing about Vermont is there's like dunes everywhere. Like random, like, like you'll just be like, there's the residential areas and then there's woods and then there's sand dunes and sand pits.
1: Which is interesting because you are not like a coastal.
0: No, but we do have a lot of like rock milling. Ah, that's
1: true. That's true. Yeah.
0: So they're in a sand pit in between the school and the woods so they were drinking beer they were drinking beer they were doing the, the, the thing that the kids are ca- cautioned not to do when they were drinking beer in a sand pit behind the school when they saw a figure come out of the woods the figure was described by the teens as tall naked bipedaled humanoid covered in a thin layer of white hair with the face of a pig and they uh ran away as did the pig and went back to the school good dude you'll never guess what i just saw oh my god oh my god my god as as teenagers do and of course some teenagers were like fake news and like how many beers did you drink douglas let me (laughs) let me go check myself so a bunch of other kids how
1: high were you douglas on a scale
0: of one to ten yeah how much weed
1: did you smoke it was
0: 1971 (laughs) not not condoning drugs do not do drugs stay in school um so they went back told some students some students were like yeah right bullshit went back to the sandpit to investigate themselves they saw the 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 beer they saw the the footprints of the students going up to the beer and then running back and then they went a little further and they saw that the grant the grass by the woods was trampled on and a trampled trail of grass leading in and out of the woods okay so now we have the second official sighting of pigman from Northfield, okay. within days of each other.
1: Just trampling that grass.
0: Trampling that grass, getting into people's trash. <laughs> All right, so since then, there have been numerous sightings of this cursed Northfield pigman, usually around the Devil's Washbowl. Uh, and some have claimed to have found evidence of him. There was a man named Jeff Hatch who said that him and his friends were near the Washbowl when they found a cave, because the Washbowl, like I said, is it's an area in the woods where the river runs through and there's caves like cut into the mountains okay
1: okay you can find some fun stuff in caves
0: yeah so they went spelunking and what they found i
1: don't like that
0: (laughs) yeah and what they found inside the cave was apparently animal bones and some had the appearance of being gnawed on like the clear tooth marks Mm -hmm. and them and cloven footprints in the soft ground around the cave. Bipedaled cloven footprints.
1: Okay. I was going to say, if they hadn't found the footprints, could have made the argument. It could have been a person cannibalizing on the things because human teeth and pig teeth have very similar yes, like bite patterns. Like when the teeth scrapes on bones.
0: So uh, one source that I read said that they found a bed of hay, but there was no signs of a fire which implied that this itchy. hay was the the sleeping area and that the occupant of the cave ate these animals raw and did not need a heat source to, to survive.
1: And don't let itchy. Don't sleep on hay. Itchy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but the fact that they didn't need a heat source to survive is impressive when you factor in the fact that winters are harsh in Vermont.
1: Yeah, they oh, are.
0: <laughs> It'll be like, oh, it's negative 10 degrees, but there's a wind chill factor that means the real feel is negative 50. Don't be outside with any I don't exposed skin for order- more
1: extremities. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Yeah, though, no, we actually have like warnings on the news and stuff that say like, don't be outside with exposed skin for more than 30 seconds.
1: Yeah. I remember those winters in college. That's I had to stop wearing contacts. Because I'd walk outside in the winter and they would freeze in my eyes. Oh, no, 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 fall no, 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 out. no, no I'd be no, like, no, no. well, I'm glad they fell out and didn't just like to my retinas. But yeah. yeah, that's why I don't wear contacts anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Another group claimed that they were investigating the same cave when the pigman man returned and attacked them. And apparently it was a, a man, his girlfriend, and their friends. And the man and the girlfriend were the ones who went into the cave when the pig man came in. And the pig man kind of like slung the man over his shoulder and carried him off, leaving the woman to sit there cowering, screaming, like screaming bloody murder. And the friends Ooh, came he back carried the,
1: the guy away.
0: Yes. Well, allegedly the the friends returned and tried to stop the pig, but there was he was nowhere to be found, nor, neither was the man. So allegedly they went back to the town and issued a full search partying complete with police and canine units to sniff around and try to track the man's scent. And they found some bloody tattered clothes, but they never found the man. Uh, the reason I keep wow. saying allegedly is that there was no names given in this story. There was no year. And every single search I did missing man, attacked pig, man, Northfield, Vermont, missing man, attacked splunking cave, Northfield, Vermont, which whatever it was just brought me back to this one source. So I think that this is one of those fabricated stories carried around to enhance and bulk up the lore.
1: It does kind of have like that vibe of sitting around a campfire who wants to tell some spooky stories. Well, I heard my brother told me this story about this guy and he went into a cave and there was this pig man, like it has that kind of vibe, like, yeah. You heard, like, I heard it from somebody who told them, and then they told me, no names, conveniently, no names.
0: <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the other sightings were, teen. they're uh, pretty much teenagers. Like, apparently teenagers would go into the woods with their girlfriend to make out and do waggly eyebrow thing, and they'd see the pig man. <laughs> they'd go out into the woods at the devil's washbowl. To go into one of the caves and um, you know, partake in some grass, and they'd find the pigman. They'd go out drinking behind a school dance, and they'd see the pigman. So, now that I've told you about some sightings and some alleged stories, who was or is the pigman in Northfield? There are, as with all or, multiple stories, I'm gonna start with the crudest, the most. And then I'm going to work my way, you know, through the more well-known to the most plausible. So, the crudest and most blah way is there's a story that a farmer got too friendly with a pig. And through the powers of evil that respond at the union of such an evil act, so too the pig man respond.
1: Why is it always farmers in these stories that are
0: having... Because this is a rural legend. Rural legend. It's like an urban legend, but it's rural, which means it's just... in farms. I'm just
1: saying, there's so much stuff that you have to do to keep a farm running. You don't have time to have sex with your animals.
0: Yeah. <sighs> All right. So the less disgusting and more well-known tale is that of Sam Harris. Sam Harris was apparently a boy who was said to have gone missing in 1951. According to legend love that phrase according to legend mm-hmm. sam went out on picket night which is also called devil's night cabbage night mischief night Mischief Night, yes the night hey. before for anyone who doesn't know um it's the night before halloween uh where teenagers go and do some classic teenage nanny so samuel harris uh grabbed his toilet paper grabbed his eggs and set off from home to cause some general mischief and petty vandalism egging houses, TPing trees. Mashing pumpkins. and pumpkins. Bye, mom. Bye, dad. Off to do some petty crime. Off to do some petty vandalism. <laughs> Don't wake up. And his parents didn't think anything of it. They're like, oh, bye. my 17-year-old son, he'll be fine. And they went to bed. When they woke up in the morning, they saw that he was missing. And they organ- called the police, organized a search party, and he was never found. Aww. Weeks later, never found. According to to the lore the devil himself took hold of sam that night and he devolved into a feral monster who either transformed through the power of the devil to become a half man half pig creature or simply a feral man who dons a hollowed out pig's head when he decides to emerge and do his pig man things
1: and why specifically him out of all the other like feral youths running around committing vandalism like why specifically him
0: because he's one that i couldn't find any news articles from 1951 saying a local boy went missing so he's probably made up (laughs) okay um not saying that he might be i could have just not searched hard enough that is very possible but i my basic my basic gas searching couldn't find any uh, you, you type in sam harris northfield vermont 1951 and you get stories on the pig man <laughs> okay so some stories suggest that sam harris is not the pig man rather the Pigman's first victim and but as with all myths and legends and pieces of lore the stories evolved to the satisfaction of those telling them or for the entertainment of those listening but I'm going to now get into some more probable um, debunking origins. (laughs) So first I saw a Tumblr post by um, Elena is Alive, which this is actually what reminded me of the pig man and went, Oh, I'm going to do a story on this. So the whole post was they were watching uh, a documentary on Bigfoot with their husband and the, and big like in the, in the documentary, they were doing DNA analysis of, of these, this hair that was found at several different sightings of Bigfoot. And in every single one, the hair came back to be bear hair.
1: Bear hair, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the thing that they mentioned is that a few days later, they were watching <laughs> Monsters and Mysteries in America, because just like they did with the Public monster, Monsters and Mysteries of America by Destination America, whatever ID-owned show, like Discovery-owned show it was, they covered the pig man in Northfield, Vermont.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this Tumblr user mentioned that sideshows used to shave bears and present them as pig men. And all evidence from the Monsters and Mysteries of America suggested that the pig man was just a bear with mange
1: yeah have you ever seen a bear that's been shaved it's bizarre looking it It doesn't look like any like it doesn't look like anything you've ever seen it's you you see you're like that's like it makes your brain go like i feel like i should recognize what that is but i don't and so i'm about to start speculating wildly it's Um. weird its skin's kind of like real baggy looking. It's like kind of like
0: Near. What did you say about me? <laughs> and like in Vermont, we have a lot of black bears. Like we don't have like grizzly bears or anything. Like we have Not black one bears. One. So the most probable in my opinion, however, is that the pigman man is, as we have suggested in past lore, a cautionary tale that is spread around to teenagers through gorilla <laughs> rural legend warfare to keep them from romping, drinking, smoking, and having sex in the woods, especially since, with the ex- as I mentioned before, with the exception of the farmer in 1971 and Jeff Hatch, most of the stories are these teenagers snuck out to go have sex in the woods, and the Pigman came, and these teenagers were out drinking by the field, and out from the woods came the pig man and oh, don't go out in the woods don't go don't be unsupervised unchaperoned in the woods the pig man will get you so i think it's more of a cautionary tale to try try to keep teenagers in line in a town where especially in the 70s there's probably not much for teenagers to do
1: yeah
0: and another one is like you know don't go partake in picket night or you'll end up like sam harris sam harris went out for picket night yeah, sam harris went out to try and have fun and look what happened to him the devil took hold and now we have the pig man Ooh. <laughs> all right so my sources were cryptids.fandom.com i'm uh, so glad we're getting a lot
1: of use out of that
0: yeah <laughs> uh, <with> a Z. <laughs> yeah the new england folklore's blog spot the vermonter joseph citro's green mountain dark tales in weird vermont and this was my favorite i did okay the website is called werewolves <laughs> Wherewoofs. like like where like w-e-r-e and then woofs w-o-o-f-s <laughs> werewolves <laughs> Wherewoofs.com. i love it yeah So, yeah, um, that was my really weird ass story of my weird ass local cryptid because Vermont has two
1: cryptids. Well, so uh, next time, uh, next episode, our uh, season finale, if you will, I will cover a crime. Don't worry. I've got my life done. It is not a bummer.
0: Yay.
1: Because it's not even a murder. It's a thing. I'm covering a crime. It's a crime. But um, crime. Uh, I tried to keep the notes short, and then I realized that uh, that wasn't gonna happen. So, uh, yeah. Da da da
0: da da. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. So. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, stories, sweet nothings, broken promises that you want to write to us, you can do so at trulyfabulouslymonstrous at gmail.com. If you want to stalk us on any social media, we do have an Instagram called trulyfabulouslymonstrous, one word.
1: We also have a Twitter uh, at tfabmonsterpod. So far, it's mostly I post the link to the episodes when they go up with something witty. I try to think of something witty to say about them, and then every now and then I post apologies for how long my notes are.
0: <laughs> uh, no, you also when I give you a treat of something funny I found while oh, editing, like editing
1: outtakes. Yes, I, yeah, start- I also think of witty things to say about those. Um, uh, Running Twitter is just a test of my ability to be witty on social media. <laughs>
0: yes all right so yes tune in next time for our season two finale and it will be a great crime it sure
1: will we'll be there we hope you will too
0: bye, bye.